TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. It's a Thursday night edition. One week from now, you'll barely be able to keep your eyes open. You'll have so much turkey filling your belly that you won't want to be up this late. It normally is the uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special that I would look forward to on Thursday nights, but uh, it looks like they're moving that to PBS this Sunday. If you haven't seen that, good news, at least it'll be broadcasted and not just on Apple TV. we got a big show planned for you tonight. In fact, our friend Charlie Brennan, of course, uh, great radio Hall of Famer here in St. Louis, Charlie Brennan, Donnie Brook and uh, the Charlie Brennan Show on KMOX. We're going to talk to him about his new book, Only in St. Louis, in just a few minutes, less than 10 minutes away from that. In the next hour, Art Bell's going to join us. And I know you hear that name and you think, wait a minute, Art Bell died like three years ago. Okay, it's not the Art Bell that was the host of Coast to Coast AM. Art Bell has a memoir called Constant Comedy, How I Started Comedy Central and Lost My Sense of Humor. He decided that he can do a full hour with us. So in the nine o'clock hour, we're going to talk about what made him start Comedy Central. And that's one of the most successful television networks right now. Still is. And how did it come about? What were the early years like? What were the challenges? I'm just interested because there were so many of those great shows that Comedy Central launched careers for comedians and stand up. I was a big fan of it when I was younger. I used to watch. Dr. Katz, professional therapist. And if you don't remember that one, it was an animated, like squiggly animation. And it followed Dr. Katz, who was a therapist to comedians. And basically, you know, they would come in and do their shtick and he would act like he was his therapist. It was kind of a cool show. I liked it. Then a little after 10 o'clock, Brad Young's going to join us. And I'm curious what he thinks about the legal pushback to closing restaurants in the county. The strategy of strategy of just doing it anyway, like I'm just going to open things up. The penalty is just too little to risk losing my whole business, so I'm going to have to go forward with it. And also joining us in the 10 o'clock hour is a local movie reviewer for KSDK. He does radio appearances. He writes about sports. Dan Buff is going to join us. And I did this because I thought, this is good. Dan is a professional. He's part of the movie reviewing community. He does it all. He's seen it all. He's used to seeing really good movies. There's a new movie on Netflix called Midnight at the Magnolia. It's a Christmas movie where two DJs, they're like a, I don't know, a a relationship advice talk show in Chicago, Illinois. 
it's part of the wind, the radio stations, the wind. Well, they've been friends for basically their entire life. And they decide to fake loving each other for ratings and for a syndication deal. And of course, it's set between Christmas and New Year. Do they really find out that they have feelings for each other or was it all a stunt to begin with? Well, it's a radio themed Christmas movie that just came out on Netflix. And I thought this would be fun if Dan came on and we reviewed that movie. So he's going to join us in the 10 o'clock hour. And of course, we're going to talk about COVID. There was another press conference today. We haven't seen one of those in a while with Vice President Pence and Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and given an update on how we're fighting COVID. So I have a couple of clips from there if you're curious where we are today. Uh, certification of votes, what's going on in Georgia, what's going on in Michigan and Pennsylvania. Rudy Giuliani coming out and saying that he's got more sworn affidavits. How does that all play in? And it's the last show of the week. So we got so much planned for the show today. A couple of different ways you can get on. If you want to text the show, it's 314-436-7900. That text message is the same as the call-in number. Pretty easy for you to do that. But if you still have a flip phone, that's fine. <laughs> if you just don't like texting, I'm terrible at texting. Um, my fingers, either my fingers are too fat to text, or I just don't have a phone that's large enough for me to do it because it takes me about eight minutes to do two sentences. So it's easier to call in. We'll take your calls later in the show too. This is my last show. Um, cause next week I'm off. I have a whole week off for Thanksgiving. So you'll have some pretty great filling guests. I think, um, you're going to see Hancock and Kelly for some nights and Brad Young for some nights. So you have some really great radio plan for you over the next week but i would love to hear from you before i go on the thanksgiving break because who knows maybe by this time next week i will have turkey poisoning because i've ate so much turkey and i won't be able to come back so this may be your last chance to talk to me before i go into a turkey coma but either way charlie brennan's going to join us right after the break don't go anywhere i'm so looking forward to talking to him about his new book, Only in St. Louis. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. It's always cool when the great personalities of KMOX do something outside of their radio show. And Charlie Brennan has been the author of multiple books, a new one called Only in St. Louis, The Most Incredible, Strange, and Inspiring Tales. He's on the front cover. You have the St. Louis arch right behind him, which almost like if you have St. Louis in the title, it's almost uh, you have to have the arch in there. And I'm holding a copy of his book right now, which he wrote a wonderful note in the front. It said, to my friend Ryan, a great broadcaster with much appreciation, Charlie Brennan, who joins us now. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for including me. That was such a nice inscription in the front. I thought, man, you must really butter up all the people that you know you'll be having interviews with. <laughs> you know, I usually write something like, hope you enjoy this book, dot, 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 because there are no refunds. <laughs> it's good to say that up front, you know, in case there's anyone wondering. But this is wonderful. Congratulations on your new book. Thanks a lot. I took that uh, photo in front of the arch. Actually, my daughter's boyfriend took a bunch of photos of me Um it was a very windy evening, however, and my hair looked like James Gunn. He's, the, of course, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, straight up. And it was, hey, it works for him, but not for me. So then I got a guy by the name of Rob Westrich, and we showed up underneath the arch at uh, 5.30 in the morning, I think it was this summer, and then took, I don't know, we must have taken 400 photos. And the one you see there is the one that we finally chose. I hope you enjoy it. 
It is. It looks nice. Which daughter did you go out there originally with? Because I noticed that one of your daughters uh, actually drew some of the illustrations in the book. Yeah, we're keeping it a family affair. Honest to goodness, <laughs> Lindley did the illustrations. Uh, she is a sophomore at Fordham in the Bronx. Her brother, who's uh, a third-year student at UVA, was in charge of the footnotes. And then um, Lindley's boyfriend, Druva, who's at Annapolis, he's uh, at the Naval Academy, he was in charge of the index. And um, I guess I had to write the dang book, so somebody had to write that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we, you know, it was a pandemic book. We're all kind of like uh, cooped up with nothing to do. So I got went to the files like you have yours, and I picked out all the strange stories that I thought might bring a smile to people's faces. And there's nothing in this book about the pandemic. There's nothing in it about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. I hope it uh, helps people forget this crazy year, 2020. Yeah, I'm pretty burned out about thinking of everything with the election. But you mentioned that your kids were involved in this. So did your wife had any hand in this book? Well, here's the deal. Um, no, she didn't. <laughs> she, I was sequestered in my office, and then she'd be in another room. And I think once in a while she'd hear me laugh because I'd be you know, writing these weird stories. And I was, I was actually laughing. I thought, if I laugh, maybe they're good. And I think she thought I was completely nuts. I think she thought that being sequestered had driven her husband crazy. And so I haven't seen her in months. I don't know where she is. She just left. <laughs> no. Well, I joking, think about joking. if, if um, let's say I were to put a book together, the first thing is they would, my son, if they were, he were taking photos or illustrations or my wife was helping put it together, the first thing they would ask is, what's in it for me? So did you <laughs> at least do something nice for your family for all the help of putting oh, this only in St. Louis book together? They're getting compensated. Now, your family will be paid in bacon, I noticed from your <laughs> tweets. Does the guy tweet about anything else? Does he have any other I, interests, ladies and gentlemen, besides bacon? You're, you're, I would say once a week, it's my only interest is bacon. So yeah, about one out of seven days a week, you're going to find me talking only bacon. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, uh, no, you you had a rare bacon tweet in, in the evening this week, right? Yeah, we decided to do BLTs on yeah. Wednesday night, and I was as happy as can be. I don't know if you've seen me this happy in my entire life, but when my wife said, let's do BLTs tonight, I was dancing, I was going around, I was just living the high life, and... I think I put four sandwiches down and 10 slices of bacon between those four sandwiches. Now, that probably makes you feel a little uneasy because you're very healthy. You exercise and you do all of these things. You would never oh, put no. down four BLTs. I, I, I love uh, BLTs, um, but I will say, I was just thinking, thank goodness Jack Dorsey invented Twitter so that we could find out how many BLTs that you consume. And... Uh, <laughs> Because there, there was a time, Ryan, before Twitter, when you would have had a BLT and no one would have known about it. I know. What a tragedy. So only in St. Louis, the most incredible, strange, and inspiring tales in author Charlie Brennan, of course, the Charlie Brennan Show here on KMOX. And I wanted to ask you about some of the stories you found. And I'm curious, too, about the journey to find some of these stories. Because the, the thing that I've learned about St. Louis is that there's so many interesting things about this city, but they're all hidden in the nooks and crannies. Like someone knows one thing, but they don't know the other. And then someone else knows this one thing. Mm -hmm. I haven't really found a book that puts all of it together in the way that you put it together. So I was really impressed with how you can just do, here's a paragraph on this, here's a paragraph on that. You get to learn of all those little connections 
And people love to hear the celebrity connections, the the music, the sports, all of these things. That's the stuff that people always want to know, those fun facts, all put together in one book. I don't know how you found all this stuff, honestly. Well, a couple of ways. Number one, interviewing people like you do. Uh, when Larry King was on the program, he told me about the very weird phone call he had with Robert Highland. And on another occasion, I was interviewing John Tesh from the Olympics and elsewhere. He's now a radio guy. But he applied for work at Channel 4, and they didn't like his tape because they didn't, they didn't like his twang, his southern accent. Of course, um, John Tesh is from Long Island, New York, so that was kind of weird. And then I was interviewing once Kenny Wayne Shepard, uh, who told me that his worst moment on stage was in St. Louis when he was opening for the Rolling Stones and the Beaches of Babylon tour. So there was that. There are the interviews. And then, of course, you pick up the Post-Dispatch every day and you read one crazy story after another. And uh, sometimes I read you know, books like you do. Uh, I, one of my favorite stories was from uh, Ed McMahon, who, of course, for years was the sidekick to Johnny Carson. And he also was a great pitch man for Budweiser. And he was a hmm. tremendous spokesperson for Anheuser-Busch. And at one point, he was having a dinner uh, in St. Louis as their spokesperson with the advertising age agency Darcy Mazius Benton and Bowles, which had the Budweiser account. And then the chairman of the advertising agency, Darcy, said, his name was Mr. Orthwine, he said, let's go back to my home and we'll continue this party. And then he lived in Huntley off of um, Lindbergh. I don't know if you've seen those big homes off of Lindbergh. Mm -hmm huge homes. That's where the Orthwines lived. The Orthwines were the cousins of the Bushes. So Ed McMahon and his driver went out Lindbergh. They got to the home. He was the, he got there before the Orthwines and everybody else. So he let himself in. He turned on the stereo, he poured himself a drink. He lit a fire. And then a woman came to the steps. She goes, what are you doing in my home? He goes, well, this is the Orthwine home, right? She goes, no, this is the Griesedick home. The Griesedicks owned Falstaff beer. This guy, Ed McMahon, had gone to the wrong home and let himself in. And this lady in her nightgown with her two kids next to her were like, oh, my goodness. I think, I think Johnny Carson's sidekick is in our living room. But why? No one believes these things. If You know, you hear those in TV shows, movies, where they just show up randomly and, oh, there's a celebrity at your front door. You think, no, nah, not in a million years that would ever happen. But here it is in St. Louis. It actually happens. Well, remember, at the time, he was showing up at doors and giving people a million dollars for, mm -hmm. you know, the clearinghouse sweepstakes, whatever that was. But this was not that. Nor was it as part of his show, Bloopers. Remember that show he had also, Bloopers and Mistakes or whatever? I don't remember. Sure. Didn't he also have Star Search? He did a bunch yes, of different projects. Yes, he did. Projects. And with all Man. that money, he went bankrupt. Now, that's another one. How did that what guy go bankrupt? What a sad story. That happens, too, with, to a lot of it athletes. Does. You wonder, how in the world can you make $5 million a year, and then 10 years later, when you're out of the league, it's completely gone? How did but, Michael Jackson lose it? How did his wife, uh, Presley, how did Elvis Presley's daughter go bankrupt? How do you go bankrupt and you own the catalog to the Beatles? I mean, that would it, seem it like an no endless sense. amount of income. <laughs> I don't I understand know. any of that. I mean, uh, to think I about that, you you had more money than he did. Yeah. How would that be possible? Then he think couldn't about even the, buy the, the bacon value. that you eat. 
Oh, boy, I wouldn't say that. He had a full stock of animals on his farm. He could have (laughs) selected any of them to be butchered, and he would have had all the whatever bacon he could eat. Well, you Um, know how he would kill the animal? Beat it. How's that? Beat it. (laughs) (laughs) Only in St. Louis. And Charlie Brennan joining us in uh, Overnight America. I I wrote a couple of stories down. I was hoping I can talk about a few of these. Bernie Federko, excuse me, from the St. Louis Blues, you wrote in there that he was always picked last whenever he was, you know, growing up, which surprises me. You think whenever you hear about these phenomenal athletes that go on and play professionally, they were always the top of the top wherever they were. That surprises me that he was last. That's he needs a Hall of Famer. Okay, Mark Burley uh, from St. Louis. He actually, you know, he's on the list now of possibly getting the Hall of Fame. He was a great White Sox pitcher. He was cut from Francis Howell his sophomore year. And he was picked like in the 38th <laughs> round of the draft. So there's that. And then Aeneas Johnson, or rather uh, Aeneas Williams, excuse me, he played very little football his in high school. Uh, he grew up in Louisiana. He got not one college football scholarship offer. Not one. He got an academic offer to Dartmouth. He ended up going to... to um, I think Southern University, and he didn't even play football his first two years there. He was a wow. walk-on his junior year, and now he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, Jackie Smith, the legendary football cardinal, he played four high school football games, four, before he went mm. to college. He's now in the NFL Hall of Fame. So is Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow Sr. was not known for sports growing up. He didn't play football till his senior year. At East St. Louis. Isn't that incredible? Wow. He's Hall of Famer. Amazing. I mean, today, you know, the parents are taking the kids to uh, training camp when they're in utero. Exactly. They're doing everything they can to get the uh, edge. Scott on the Gallagher. Uh, there, there's now a Scott Gallagher League for kids who are, you know, four months old. I, one other thing about this, I remember hearing stories about Yogi Berra where he actually tried out for the Cardinals back when they would do open tryouts and to think, how was he not good enough to get recognized right. to be on that roster? He was the, one of the all-time great players, and he has so many great connections to St. Louis and the Hill. There's so many just from him alone. Yes, I think he was an MVP of the Yankees more than any other Yankee, and uh, he wasn't good enough for us. Of course, there's other there are other players, too. Who was the... Um, uh, the great Chicago Cub, um, Mr. Ernie Banks. Our yeah. scouts said he can't hit, he can't throw. Don't go after him. That was 1954. Yeah. So much like Bernie with the Blues, when you were in school, were you picked first or last? Mm, I was in. The, you, see, I, I was an older student. Um, mm-hmm. The cutoff day to get into kindergarten, I think, was uh, I, I. I don't know. Yeah. I, I actually was a, a li- almost a year older than everybody else in my class. So I, I was pricked at or near the top, but yeah. some people were not. Um, you know, that's a lot of people were picked last, and then they told us that. Uh, Ju- Julie Conan, who's probably the 10th best marathoner now, she didn't run at all until after college. And now mm-hmm. she's training, I think, in Arizona. She's a St. Louisan who just moved out because she's probably going to be on the Olympic team in four years, six years wow. now, I guess. 
You know what I love, too, about stories of sports? The innocence of Kurt Warner and his family having yeah. an unlisted number, thinking that, oh, no one will, no, no one's going to know me. No one's going to bother with me. And there he is, you know, one of the great quarterbacks. We look back at all he did for St. Louis and just what a tremendous person he is as an individual. And now you hear these stories uh, that you wrote in your book about when they first came in and, hey, he just they didn't unlist his number and then people would just show up at his house, his family's oh, house. It, 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 yeah. When Brenda and Kurt moved here, don't forget, he had been a stock boy at Hy-Vee Grocery in Iowa the year before. So they really didn't expect Trent Green to get injured. Um, he he just almost by happenstance beca- became the starting quarterback for the St. Louis Rams. So when he moved here, now our younger listeners won't remember it, but there was a big book called The White Pages and it had everybody's phone number and address in it. And Brenda... When she filled out the form for Southwestern Bell, she listed, you know, do you want your name listed? Sure. Your address? Sure. So Kurt Warner's name and address were in the phone book, and at least they weren't lonely. They got a lot of visitors and phone (laughs) calls that year. (laughs) With your book only in St. Louis, I see that you can buy the book all over town. What are some of those locations people can find it? Well, it's a very sophisticated business model. Uh, we're making it available at Biggie's Restaurant behind the bar. It's available at the Ted Drew's Gift Shop. It's available at Pet Supplies Plus in beautiful Baldwin, Missouri. We actually have it in a few bookstores, including the novel Neighbor on Big Bend. I was just there tonight. They actually ran out of the first uh, batch. Um, Webster Groves Bookshop on Gore. Left Bank Books in the Central West End. Main Street Books in St. Charles. Amazon.com. And I'm, oh, Pratzel's Deli, I forgot. You can get a Kanish as well as the book. And, um, oh, yeah, Old Town Donuts in Florissant and Cottleville. When you buy the book there, you get a free donut and a cup of coffee. That's the way to do it. My wife's favorite place is The Novel Neighbor. She loves it there. And you can get candles that smell like a bookstore there. Your wife, who likes The uh, Novel Neighbor? Her friend? My, my, my wife oh, loves yes. it there. Yeah, so yeah. she when we first were scouting out St. Louis, before we knew where we were going to live and we were just coming down to figure out a place to rent before I accepted the job here, uh, before I started the job here, we were just driving around and she said, oh, I want to go to a bookstore because, you know, it's St. Louis and I want to check it out. So while we were in town, we went to the Novel Neighbor. That was the location. And ever since then, she's just loved that. And it's the only oh, bookstore she likes to go to. I'm so happy. I just ran into the owner, Holland Saltzman, tonight. And she's a wonderful woman. She's working hard to make sure that that retail operation is staying in business. They also have a great employee by the name of Amanda Clark, who leads tours of downtown St. Louis, all over St. Louis, actually. You got to get her on your program one of these days. And um, I think she likes bacon, too. Uh, but overall, <laughs> it's a wonderful uh, small retail. And w- this year, we really have to support those retailers. Otherwise, we're going to lose them. Yeah, this is going to be a real tough, tough year for anyone. So um, would you like to hold on? I'd love to have you after the break. That would be great. Thanks. Perfect. Charlie Brennan, only in St. Louis, a book you can find. And I listen to the wine line. I love the people that call in and talk about the book. I love uh, anyone that has a story about the book, too, where they can pick it up from. Charlie is great on social media, posting some locations, pictures, things like that. We'll continue our conversation with them next on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX. The voice of the Cardinals. Charlie Brennan is the author of Only in St. Louis. He's a St. Louis Radio Hall of Famer. Wrote Amazing St. Louis, which I think is the first book I saw about St. Louis when I first came into the radio station. They had it on the coffee table as Mm. I was waiting to uh, talk to the program director at that time. So, Charlie, you were my first impression of KMOX. Isn't that something? You want to know something weird? Jack Dorsey, the inventor of Twitter, his very first memory is of listening to KMOX. Oh, that is so cool. I the, I was listening to KMOX. It wasn't for the first time, but when I was driving into St. Louis, you were doing your celebrity tribute to Chuck Berry at the time. You had all kinds of different people call in and talk about their memories of Chuck Berry after he passed. So I, I remember listening to that and just thinking, wow, look at, listen to all these different musicians and names all calling into Charlie's show. What, now, and, what year might that have been? 2011? Or was that when he died? This is when he died. So it would have been oh, 2017 yeah. at the start of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know you had a lot to do with the statue that's out there of Chuck Berry. And do you have any, I know you have some stories. In fact, you have a picture of yourself with Chuck Berry in there, don't you? Yeah, I do. And um, really, the listeners of KMOX funded that Chuck Berry statue in the worst recession since the Depression. We raised $105,000 to uh, erect the statue, which we dedicated on July. 31st, 2011, and at that time we had everyone from Elvis Costello to Ron Isley to uh, guys from Aerosmith and Jimmy Webb and others, they all called in, uh, Boz Skaggs, uh, Michael McDonald, and they yeah. uh, were, were part of this. And But Chuck Berry, you know, um, went to prison three times. One of the times he went to Lampock Prison in California, and this was on tax, he, he had some tax problems. So he, he had a four-month sentence, and he said, I'm going to write four pages every day I'm in prison, so I'll get more out of this than they'll get out of me. And <laughs> that was actually, he actually did that earlier, because when he earlier went to prison, when he was a young man, he was involved with armed robbery. He went to prison, and then he learned accounting and uh, uh business. He took a bunch of courses in prison and he he had this theory, you got to get more out of prison than they get out of you. And I felt that way about the pandemic. I, I was kind of inspired by that. I go, okay, so you have to stay home. You may as well get something out of it. And that's why I spent the time putting this book together. So it was kind of inspired by that Chuck Berry theory, make the best of it. Yeah. I didn't realize how expensive it is to put a statue together. Anytime we take the family to Fitz's or I have people from out of town that want the experience of it all, we normally go there because I like their chicken wings, but they're 
big shakes are just unbelievable and the root beer is fantastic. Yes. But the statues right there, I always it's a great, perfect little place for it, because when you bring friends from in from out of town, you can take pictures with it. And there's normally at least during the summer, people performing right out there. So you get some live music while you're sitting outside. It's just wonderful location for it all. Well, and the statue is kind of interesting because it was designed by Harry Weber, who lives in St. Louis and who has done all the statues surrounding Bush Stadium. And in fact, one of his statues is in the basement of Bush Stadium. He completed it years ago. It's of Mark McGuire. It's under wraps. It's kind of like a Steven Spielberg movie. You know, it's it's in a crate somewhere underneath Bush Stadium. It isn't out. But he also um, was the man who put together the uh, Doug Flutie statue outside of Boston College. And if you go to downtown Boston, the Fleet Center, where the Saint, where the Boston Bruins play, there is that famous statue of Bobby Orr. You know, he's tripping after oh, he yes. wins the Stanley Cup over the Blues. People in Boston have no idea that a guy from St. Louis, home of the Blues, is the sculptor of that Bobby Orr statue. Learn something new. It's just amazing the amount of effort and time it takes to do something like that and the amount of skill. It's unreal the amount of skill that's necessary. Uh, so only in St. Louis is the book the most incredible, strange, and inspiring tales. There's a few other notes I wrote down of some interesting tales when I was going through the book. The interesting thing about St. Louis and music, there's some great music connections and we already talked about chuck berry but there's a couple of christmas songs that made it to the top of the charts that have st louis connections that i had no idea had some sort of st louis underground to it yeah well gordon jenkins um wrote frank sinatra's most famous christmas song and i gotta look this one up because i always forget it gordon jenkins grew up in webster groves and what his greatest claim to fame however is that he actually wrote Folsom Prison Blues, but Johnny Cash stole it. And um, most people don't know that that fantastic Johnny Cash song was written by a guy from Webster Groves, Gordon Jenkins. Later, the Cash family did write Jenkins uh, a nice check when they settled up on that one. So that, that was really good. Everybody knows that the songs from Meet Me in St. Louis, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's one of the you know most popular Christmas songs of all time. That's got that St. Louis connection. But Gordon Jenkins was the fellow who did the orchestration for um, a number of songs for Frank Sinatra. But uh, one of those was, of course, Jingle Bells, which hmm. uh, was arranged by the late Gordon Jenkins of Webster Groves. And every year, you know, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers list the top 20 Christmas songs that are played on radio. And those two songs, um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and Jingle Bells, are always in the top 20. Oh, that is so great. In this time of year, we drove through Tilly's Park just today was the Winter Wonderland preview for the intercom employees, which is pretty cool. Took the family out. It was beautiful. We went right through probably maybe even buy one of those homes that you were talking about with Ed McMahon, because we drove the long way. We went off of Lindbergh to Tilly's park, which is a lit singer road kind of like yeah. winds around back there. And it's unbelievable. The size of these homes. Oh, I can yeah. see why people would be a little weird if you showed up to one of those homes randomly. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder too about with the music connections. I didn't realize this, but you said there are two St. Louis connections on the cover of Sergeant Pepper, the album by the Beatles. Well, there are. Uh, and most people don't know that it is. It, it was called, by Rolling Stone magazine, the greatest album of all time. It's got that famous 
collection of people, I think at a gravesite with the Beatles and then famous people, including Marilyn Monroe, behind them. But Sonny Liston, who at one point was the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, he's pictured there. Most people don't recognize him, but that's him. And the other was William S. Burroughs, a beat poet and uh, the guy who wrote Naked Lunch. And he coined the phrase, oh, he, he coined a lot of phrases, including... Um, heavy metal. That was one mm. of his original ones. And also wow. Steely Dan. He invented that phrase. But William S. Burroughs was the grandson of the fellow who created the first adding machine, the Burroughs adding machine, which uh, later became Unisys Corporation. Pretty successful family. The Burroughs family. B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S. Wonderful. You know what I learned about you the other day? was doing some grocery shopping and I got to catch some of your show with Amy and you had a mustache when you were younger. Only one summer when I, I think it was 1981. I think my, it might've been a junior in college. And yes, I have the old passport with a, with me and a mustache. And uh, I showed it to some guy in Germany. He goes, you look like Castro. And I said, thanks. Or no, I said, Danka. <laughs> but anyway. Well, I was thinking about this too, because your career span with KMOX is truly remarkable considering the state of radio today. It's so difficult to find anyone that could go for 20 years. Like our, our uh, friend down the hall, Dave Glover on 97.1 just celebrated 20 years on the radio station. And that's a huge accomplishment. You span over currently five decades, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010s, now 2020s, which is extremely remarkable. That puts you in the upper echelon of the KMOX personalities, the KMOX Hall of Fame over time. That, that's a trick, though. That's a mathematical trick because <laughs> I started in the late 80s, okay, in September of 88. So I got the 80s, then the 90s, the aughts, the teens, and now I'm in, you know, Th this next decade. So that's actually, I'm hitting five decades, but only 32 years, if you can figure that one out. Yeah, only. No, mathematical, yes. It's maybe fudging the numbers a little bit, sure, but, but it is absolutely true. You, you got to admit, it's interesting with the people who applied here. Like in the book, uh, I, I talked to Phil Donahue, and he said he applied to KMWEX and couldn't get a job here. Wow. And uh, and then Robert Hyland offered Larry King um a real nice job here. And Larry King turned it down because he was doing a national show at the time. But uh, he recounts that he he would have, if he hadn't been doing the national show, he wanted to work at KMOX. Wow. And just recently, I replayed that interview with Bob Hamilton, who talks about the one time Rush Limbaugh did a Sunday show. And Robert Hyland told Bob Hamilton, when he's done with the show, let him know I want to talk to him. I think Robert Hyland was willing to offer him a job at that point after perhaps not so willingly uh, wanting to bring him on the radio station. Mm. But at that time, Rush Limbaugh already signed his deal with, I think it was WABC in New York. So he was on his way to making millions and millions. So just a little too late. But Rush Limbaugh always said his career would have been made if he would have been offered and worked here at KMOX. Well, I think his career did pretty well. The thing is, <laughs> I am here to tell you, I interviewed Rush Limbaugh on that Sunday afternoon. Really? Robert Hyland wanted to hear him. So he wanted to hear what he sounded like. And he was already on WIBV uh, 1260 in Belleville. And he had just started. He started, Rush did, in the summer of 1988. I got here in the fall of 1988. And, and Highland wanted to hear what was going on. And I think that because there were Limbaugh's in St. Louis, for example, federal judge Stephen Limbaugh was Rush's uncle. 
and his cousin, Steve Jr., is still a federal judge. So there were those connections. And he put him on. And I remember talking to Rush, and at that time he was big into Gorbasms. He didn't like Gorbachev, and so that's what he called <laughs> that. And he and I talked a little bit uh, during the commercial breaks. But I, I was basically just a setup guy. I would toss the softball to Rush, and he would run with it, you know. And, uh, and, and yeah, and so Highland heard it, but he did not hire him. Highland then died, uh, sadly, in 1992, and I think we brought Rush to the station under program director Tom Langmire in 1994, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this would have been after, and it was a pretty big deal. I, I remember hearing other stories about it, but I, it's amazing the amount of love Rush Limbaugh has for KMOX because just, of course, him being in Cape Girardeau, mm-hmm. love of Jack Buck, things like that. I, and by the way, I remember I sent you a video from C-SPAN. It was an interview of you with President Carter. And you have interviewed some of the biggest people. I had no idea the amount of people that you've interviewed and talked to over the course of your career at KMOX. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, we should really uh, get a list sometime. I'm too lazy to do it, but at some point I really should. But Yes, Jimmy Carter was actually in the studio, not when he was president, but when he was writing a book about the Middle East, and it was carried by C-SPAN, as you point out, and it was truly one of the highlights of my career. And during the break, you have the president of the United States sitting there watching you do live endorsements for some of your clients. (laughs) I know. You you brought that up. So what was I talking about? Uh, The biggies... Steak sandwich on garlic cheese bread in front of the president, president. from Plains, Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> it's but, wonderful. But hey, uh, you, you know, got to move product. Baby needs shoes. I know. Well, uh, I feel like I've held you pretty long. If we come back, we only have a couple of minutes. Do you mind holding on just for a few more? I'd be happy to. Oh, this is fun. Only in St. Louis, the book by Charlie Brennan, his brand new book that's out. And right after the break, one more time, I'll make sure we go through all the locations. So wherever you are listening from right now, there's a convenient location for you to pop into and pick up only in St. Louis. It's Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. I love these stories. I can talk to Charlie Brennan all day. It's only in St. Louis, the name of his new book, The Most Incredible, Strange, and Inspiring Tales. And I want to make sure we go through the locations people can pick your book up because they're all across the listening region here. Absolutely. Let's start with Pet Supplies Plus in beautiful Baldwin, and the proceeds benefit a pet charity. Also, Old Town Donuts in Florissant and Cottleville. Ladies and gentlemen, free coffee and donut when you buy the book. You can also buy the book at Ted Drew's Gift Shop on Chippewa, Biggie's Restaurant on Watson, and, uh, yeah, you can also find it at Protzel's Deli on Wydown. And then you can find it at some bookstores, believe it or not, like Left Bank Books in the Central West End, Main Street Books in St. Charles, The Novel Neighbor, and uh, Webster Grove's Bookshop, and there's probably a few more. I'm forgetting them right now. No, I understand. One thing you mentioned with Ted Drew's, you can get it as part of their gift shop there. Johnny Rabbit told me that, I think he said he gets a nickel every time they sell one of his ice creams. Do you get a nickel every time they sell a Charlie Brennan ice cream there? I get zero every time they sell it. (laughs) Frozen custard, that is. But uh, no, I I was just kind of honored to have my name on that. That, That's a nice deal that he has. That's great. That that, is That Ron L's, he can... He can strike some deals. I should also yeah. mention that show. Uh, well, you know, he's got the Neo Vitan flavor too. That that's, <laughs> uh, that's Ted's newest flavor. 
<laughs> but I, I will say the book is also available on Amazon.com. If you're desperate, you're listening on 50,000 Red Hot Watts in 38 states. Uh, but you can also purchase online at a lot of those bookstores. Yeah, and I don't know if he was joking or not when he said that. I was just curious if that was a thing or not. Uh, one other thing I, I thought about was in the book, you mentioned Tony LaRusso was once on a game show. I love hearing stories like that where you have St. Louis people that will go and become part of the national scene again. Um, I, I love things like that. I'm curious in your younger days if you were ever, because this is what happens normally when you have big time radio personalities that are trying to find uh, a radio home or a TV home, things like that. They have a agent that gets them on a guest spot at a, a soap opera or a game show, things like that. Did you ever make an appearance somewhere? Yes. I was in the movie, the big brass ring with William Hurt. I was also in a movie called larger than life with uh, Bill Murray. And uh, I was in some other movie too, which is completely forgettable. Wait. Larger than life with Bill Murray? Yeah, I played an industrial worker seated next to him in a diner when um, it was in Granite City. We actually filmed it, yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> no idea. Uh, no, it, if you blinked, you missed my, my great performance. Although I think that year the Academy snubbed me. Really? Yeah, I think so, too. But when you were there at the theater watching it, you stood up and yelled, that's me, that's me, right? <laughs> the next time we talk, I'll tell you about what happened when uh, I was in this movie, Big Brass Ring, and went to the opening. And uh, it was kind of oh, like that. that sounds great. Only in St. Louis, the most incredible, strange, and inspiring tale. So many great places for you to find this book. Local bookstores, local establishments. Patronize them. They uh, would love to see your face. Charlie Brennan, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Overnight America. Ryan, thank you so much. So, so much fun. This is KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 